Thaddeus would be most disappointed, especially on this, his most triumphant return. In 1992, a crack gaming unit was sent to prison for the crime of still loving the Commodore 64. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the internet underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as Commodore 64 game reviewers. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Reset 64 team. Hi everyone, it's time for Reset 64 podcast episode 5, Thaddeus Strikes Back. Oh, I put black. Oops. Strikes <laughs> Edit, edit. Edit. No, leave it. Perfect. Leave it. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, and, you mean I'll fix it in post. Yes. And tonight's episode is brought to you by us. And that would be me, Ant, and we've got Rob. Hey, 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 crew. And we've got our illustrious editor, Kev. Hello. And we've got the wonderful and very calm and not angry Cam. Cam? Cam? He's gone. No, how's that? Everything is great. (laughs) (laughs) This is fine. Is that right? Yeah, like the little little dog. Everything is fine. Uh, Good. Excellent. Well, that's really good. So tonight's uh, uh, theme for this podcast, I'm saying tonight because it is nighttime here in Australia, uh, our theme is Reset Issue 12, which was recently launched. We're, so we're going to talk about that and the long gestation and painful birthing of Issue 12. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like we're also going to talk about the C64 Mini, if I can believe my run sheet, and more! Exclamation point. That all, sounds, on the more. that all sounds very exciting. But wait, there's more! Uh, technical test prior to recording. Oh, we did that. <laughs> um, uh, we could do a whole podcast about that technical test, but we won't. Insert so comment that... here about how smoothly this is running. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Google. Okay, so let's um, just kick off with having a bit of a chat about ourselves, introducing ourselves as we do each ish, each episode. So, um, Rob, you'll start with you. Do you want to talk about uh, what you do in the mag? Sure. Et so, etc. Um, so the best way to do it is I do a lot of review related things. Um, we've kind of uh, agreed that as of issue twelve, I'm actually reviews editor. So I'm sort of collating a lot of the stuff we all have together for um, in terms of what games we covered and sort of dishing those out amongst the staff and contributors. I of course also have my trusty reset rewind, which was a source of pain for a lot of us. Um, I know this time round. But yeah, wait. that's sort of my that's my smorgasbord of things. That's going to be fun to talk about. <laughs> Not in the Absolutely, <laughs> everyone loves Noddy. Uh, Kev, now I did I did give a bit of a spoiler and say you were the editor, but do you want to elaborate on that? Well, um, my job is to do lots of proofreading. I'll, I'll fill in blanks. So um, if there's some text missing or or something needs filling up. In a particular article, I usually just chuck in a few words or delete a few, depending on the length. Um, I, I uh, get in touch with people about the news and 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 um, just uh, have a have a you know write some stuff about that's happening in the C sixty four game world. And yeah, write a few reviews and try and 
try and coordinate people. How does that you... go? Oh, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like it, herding cats? It goes. It, it goes okay. It goes well. You guys are a very easy bunch to um to uh, coordinate. It's great. <laughs> and yourself, good cam. Uh, let's see. What do I do? I um, well make little comic. I, uh, I I suggest things that other people can do and then lean back and go, yeah, job well done. Um, you are the a, enabler. I, I, you know, and I don't think you enable enough and I think no. you should enable more. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and, and just try to keep, uh, keep things running sort of smoothly, pitch yep. in where I can. Yep. Yep. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So, so together, I guess... Um, I'm not going to say we're like the core of the team, but I guess we're kind of the organising arm of the uh, of the team, so to speak. Yeah, just our efforts combined. Uh, very good. Like the uh, Captain Planet of organising. Oh, I was thinking more Voltron. That's fine. Voltron's cool. Yeah, as long as it's not Line Voltron. Oh, no, no, no. They're the good ones. <laughs> the Car Voltron. One, yeah. Car Voltron was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I hated Car Voltron. Uh, yeah, so um, so issue twelve um, was obviously an interesting um, time for us. Uh, it was a long time between drinks, as they say, mm-hmm. and um, but we did eventually get it out. Uh, now I'm not sure. Do you want to talk about some of the, uh, I guess the uh, the issues with the issue, or do we want to just focus on some key parts of the issue twelve that we that we liked uh, or want to talk about? For example, like issue twelve had a theme, didn't it, Kev? The theme was originally going to be the sixty four minis, and so that was the theme that we originally had for the issue. But um, as time sort of wore on, that became maybe a little bit less significant. So, so in the end, it was really just a general fun issue of game reviews and some news and a little bit of C of sixty four mini stuff, but just a bit bit of everything. Sure, sure. Uh, we had the um, uh, Aviator Arcade 2 was on the cover, um, and we did review that in the issue. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah but you're right. Fun. Yeah, it was a bit uh, of a mishmash, wasn't it? The theme, the magazine's theme was kind of just a, hey, it's, we've been gone for a while and we're back. That was our theme. Yeah, it was sort of like we wanted to really just at least try to catch up on a bunch of, of the games that had shipped since we did issue 11. Um you know, for you know, it was it was pretty busy towards the end of last year. So, um, yeah, getting a chance to get all that stuff done, and of course, you know, stuff around the uh, the game of the year. Um, yeah. So, so even though we didn't get an issue out like for quite a while, we were we were pretty active doing stuff. So, like we were still talking in Slack in our Slack channel that we've got and talking about um, things that were going on. So we never lost contact. We had um, we had the game of the year the 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 reset game of the year over the new years which we published in Oz Retro Gamer and we had true, the, yeah. we had the uh, we ran and concluded the um, craptastic competition so weird stuff happening so it was all good yeah that's true like it wasn't like we had abandoned everything but I think basically life just happened really yeah, and it's funny, like, like the channel, like, we were just on it every single day, and we'd be, it'd always be in the back of our minds. Oh, we need to do this and this and this, and, and you know, we'd slowly be plodding away on things. So it's not like it ever got abandoned. Far from it. 
Yeah, I mean, and we did sort of have our discussions around trying to get a proper production schedule in, and I think that was something that really helped um, get us going again. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that, Rob, but that was like really Cam's initiative, uh, I guess, from uh, trying to just actually make a calendar. I guess it was the first time we'd sort of tried to have an actual formalised, yeah, like calendar of, of tasks and a bit of a breakdown. Uh, coming from a very heavy... Uh, uh, finance industry background in IT, where I come from, that's kind of like what what I do all the time. But Cam was the one that ran with, ran with it, and yeah, he owned that. Oh, so, yeah, we, we, that kind of got us going, and then it just well, kind of I, I, what I figured it would be like it was just like like just pushing someone on a bike. You don't need it all the time, but it's like okay, just put this in place, and then before you know it, you're kind of rolling down the hill yourself, and you're all good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then they get the stick, and they put the stick in the front wheel, and the bike. Goes <laughs> <over>. <laughs> uh, so I think in the end, um, what you know, to sort of sort of what got us over the line um, was just a, yeah, a bit of a push in Slack. We just started talking about it. Let's get this thing out. We kind of talked a little bit about um, getting a, a you know about a, a time frame that we wanted to get it out in, and um, I think just the decision to. Um, sort of format the issue um, myself rather than have Dale do it because Dale was unavailable at the time. So, um, and you know, like I was I was feeling a little bit um, nervous about that and I was feeling a little bit nervous about the issue. I didn't think it was kind of coming out as good as some of the other issues, but having a look at it once it was finished, I was, I was really proud of the way it turned out. I was really proud of the result. And... Um, yeah, I, I think it was a really solid issue in the end. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I think the, the content was like really, really great. It certainly harkened back to that old school feel of the earlier resets just with um, yourself at the design helm again, Kev. Yeah, and you know, like it, it certainly um, doesn't have the professional touch that, that it does when Dow does it. But in the end, you know, it, it's a really basic layout. And it's still easy to read, so I was pretty happy with the way it looked in the end. But saying that, I'm super, super looking forward to Dale coming back for the next issue because he's um pretty, pretty keen to get started on that. Oh, and we we it, uh, having Dale like you know being unavailable that that it it was an issue, but I think we all kind of pitched in, and I think you know oh, don't get me wrong, we we love Dell's work and. But you know, it's still reset. Yep, that's that's very true. I mean, I think you know. I mean, I guess being out of the the four of us, who, the one who pushes something out the most often with my videos, you do have that thing where it's like, oh, it's an episode's just not going to be a good one. Sometimes you you do your best, and it's not quite as good as you want. Sometimes those end up you know being received better than you think. Um, sometimes they don't, and that is kind of what the issue is is here you know we've um we've worked pretty hard to get it all together but you know i think in the end we've it, come it. so i was just going to say it was a good decision i think in the end just just to go ahead and do it because um i think we needed to sort of we needed to get something out just for ourselves just so we could feel a bit better about ourselves as well i think uh, absolutely like it's like taking that bandage off of, of a pretty gnarly scar you know we've had it we had our hiccups but we took it off and yeah, we, we got an issue out and it's, it's a pretty good issue. So yeah, absolutely. We did great. That said, 
it, it, um, hopefully Dell has time to do design on either the next or future issues because his design stuff is is amazing. Like it is, yeah, sweet. Yeah, and Speaking if you sorry, go on. Sorry, I was just going to say in in in, um, in twelve, there's there's still a lot of Dell in there. We've got all these um all these headings that you know all these banners and things that he made up and a lot of his art and um he did the cover for us like in terms of the layout for the cover like exactly the logo on and things like that and He's um still there. yeah and he will be doing the next issue so that yeah. is a bonus that is really really something to look forward to yeah and speaking of dell i'm actually just chained to him now through the power of social media and <laughs> and i'm gonna i'm going to get Dell on the podcast in a way he's given me oh he's given me some quotes to to to, to talk about uh from him so he's gone hey can we just uh he's i haven't got a mic but i'd like to say a few words he said here we go Dell is the best Dell is great yep <laughs> Dell is all kinds of wonderful Paul Morrison sounds like he has marbles in his mouth wow <laughs> and Jeff Minter makes rubbish games Oh, and that was still no. so um, see you in issue 20 yeah, <laughs> yeah um, we need to have words um, I, I think an appreciation of Minter I think is required by this publication staff. so just for our listeners we've just got some hot breaking news Dell is no longer with Reset um, I think he's going to go work for a rival publication um, um, anyway moving on um, after that controversy uh, now that we've sort of covered the reasons why issue 12 took a while to come out, uh, any particular parts of issue 12 that you really liked or you'd like to have a bit of a chat about at the moment, uh, Rob? So, well, okay. So the first one on my list was Format Wars, um, which is always an interesting column because being that, you know, I do a lot of uh, cross-platform comparisons in video form, in text form, it's an interesting read and... Um, the choice of revs, which is, of course, an utterly groundbreaking um, uh, Formula 3 racing simulation, was a really interesting one to go through. Um, it's a very interesting game to play. Um, I'm quite a fan of it, but I'm kind of terrible at it. And so it was really good like to sort of that opinion of watching it break down because it's a little more... Having that kind of approach of breaking it down just felt a little more interesting in terms of being able to... Um, have that that sort of discussion a bit more the slower paced nature of revs maybe works with a written form a bit better than some more faster paced games um and of course well i've got to do my plug for the rewind and specifically the choice of nobby which one uh nobby is in thalamus's nobby the which of course really came from sort of the um 64 mini uh era of the the issue plan and yeah it's one that that uh I seem to have inflicted a lot of pain in, on people with that choice. Um, I thought yeah. it was bad enough when I sat down to to cover it um, uh, in my in my video of it, which I did, you know, close to eighteen months ago now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So Nobby, nicely presented game, not very fun to play, um, That's and a- still a weird choice for the mini, I think, because it was so late that you know it doesn't tickle the nostalgia bone that many other games would have, but. I don't know if that's an opinion that others share or not. The trouble with Nobby is that it looks so darn nice, doesn't it? And it just looks and sounds beautiful, but it just suffers from such archaic design, doesn't it? Yeah, that's very much it in a nutshell. There was this uh, whole era of like 
early 90s Commodore and especially Amiga platformers where it was like, oh, let's... It was almost cargo cult in a sense where it's like, if we make something that looks like a console game, like it belongs on a Super Nintendo or whatever, then it'll automatically play well. And it's like, no, 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 guys. There's a lot more happening here than just, you know, cute graphics. I mean, I I, I think of the comparison with like Mayhem in Monsterland, which really, which is a great game. And you know, from around the same era, and you could see that the that the work that um, Apex did in putting it together, you could see that it's got the playability, and that's a fun game to play. That they understood that. Whereas I don't think Genesis, who are the developers of Nobby, kind of got it. Yeah, I really, I really, really wanted to like Nobby. Like I, I really badly wanted to love it because, I mean, it was really well received in the magazines and. Um, I just did not enjoy playing it, and boy, I, I really tried to enjoy it, but couldn't, just couldn't. I could appreciate it. I can appreciate the way, like the hard work and the love that was put into it, but the the, the actual design itself, with the frustrating deaths, and it's just a bit too, especially net these days, it's just a little bit too archaic. I think. Yeah, like it. I, I would agree. It feels like its design didn't really move forward. Whereas other platformers of the era kind of did. Um, With Mayhem Sam, being the perfect example of that. Yeah. And, and of course, more recently, Sam's Journey um, and, and Bear Essentials. Absolutely. Take Absolutely. that, developers from 25 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, if Naughty was like a, like just like a cartoon on the C64 that you could watch, an episodic kind of cartoon thing, because I, I like the intro to Naughty's really great. Are you saying Noddy? Yeah, is it not not Noddy? Is it Nobby? Nobby. <laughs> I I had it even more now. <laughs> it's even worse. And I refuse to talk about it anymore. Now it's embarrassing. Game's dead. All right, let's maybe we should move on then. Enough of, of the Nobby-related existential despair. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good point. Well, me then. I guess I might talk about about what I liked, and. I liked quite a few things in this issue, um, uh, and not not everything that I worked on. Weirdly enough, um, I actually really, I um, reached out to um, Maddie, Ms. Mad Lemon, um, yeah, who does a lot of um, uh, a lot of YouTube videos for retro, well, a whole bunch of retro stuff and electronics. She's she's very very clever, very talented lady. And very entertaining too. Her YouTube channel is really good, and she wrote a small article for us um, just about her experience with um, the Commodore sixty four and and her love of the SID chip, the sound chip on the C sixty four, which was great. It was really uh, awesome that she took time out to write that for us, and that was a really lovely article. It was so good to have her in there, and she's such like she gives us such a positive aura in her videos and her social media. She's just a wonderful person to um, have in the scene isn't she yeah absolutely i thought that was just really great and we chatted we've chatted a bit like um in dms on twitter and she's just really lovely and she's actually she gets a bit of a rough time sometimes in her youtube vids i'm not sure if anyone else is aware but she, uh, she has copped some flack from some of the less savory people in the community unfortunately and um yeah and very unfairly uh and unfortunately it's only a very it was just a just a of only a few incidents and very minor. Uh, sorry, only only like it seems like just one or two people are causing the problem. But um, she she actually made a little video about it to say you know 
uh, that these, she's not going to put up with these people and she stood up for herself and it was really great. So I think having us reaching out to her was actually really good for her as well. It, it was another avenue for her to talk about her love and she, she really appreciated it like behind the scenes, which is really great. Um, the other thing I liked was I actually very much enjoyed this issue's Peter Poker that Cam put together. Uh, thanks, bud. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a particularly good one for various reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Non copyright inducing, non copyright breaching reasons, I presume. Exactly. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Um, Disney's lawyers and I have an understanding. <laughs> <laughs> they understand. I'll see them at nine o'clock on Monday morning. But you know, it's an understanding. Though it sounds, it seems kind of apt now with uh, certain things that have happened in that uh, area of Hollywood. So, and I'm no, sure. Indeed. I'm sure on um, on Facebook, I've come across Jeff Jeff placeholder. Um, in the uh, the C sixty four pages that they've got there, and I've also I'm, I'm absolutely positive I've met Anthony Barr on my social media journey. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> yeah, oh, I love getting letters from those guys. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So thank you. I just want to thank those people um, for yeah. writing in and contributing to the yeah the Peter Poker page because without you guys it would not. Would it not just happen, exist. Would it? <laughs> hey, Kat, is yeah. Peter Poker is he really dead? Is he coming back or is he dead? Like it says here, well, it says in the issue that um, he was um, he spontaneously combusted or something. What happened to well, him? Well, no, Thanos snapped his uh, his fingers and he got turned to dust. Uh, but you had the you had the backup disc, uh, so that was helpful. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Unscratching. Unscratching uh, Peter Poker from the disc. <laughs> <laughs> look, no, no good, such, and, and, look, in in in, my, in comics, is there everyone? Is anyone ever really dead? No, exactly. surely not. And I'm I'm sure um, you know we've got plenty of readers such as such as the you know the aforementioned Anthony Barr and Jeff Placeholder who who will write in and give us an endless supply of game tips and pokes for us to. Um, Exclusively using in future issues, which would be exactly. fantastic. And I have to say, extremely entertaining tips as well. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah. Um, so uh, the other thing I really liked about Stop. the uh, about the magazine was the cover I did because it was yes. pretty awesome. Let's just, let's just oh let's just, heck yes. <laughs> no, I've got nothing was, to talk about. It was <laughs> that was uh, it. Yeah, anyway, that's it. Um, it was. It was. Uh, th- this 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 issue's cover was interesting um, because I really like uh, painting and drawing vehicles and things like that. So I really cha- was champing at the bit to do something like that, which was great. But um, this one, I think, was the fastest cover of I've I've ever done because yeah, rumor has it Ant, that you knocked it out in an hour. Is that um, is there any truth to that? If by an hour you mean three days, then yes. <laughs> and it was in Microsoft Paint, right? Like it used... was in Microsoft Paint. Um, uh, yeah, so it was a very quick cover, this cover, and 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 I think they actually kind of worked out uh, for the best. Dell some Dell did a little bit of touching up afterwards uh, in post, which was good, and yeah, so I was really happy with it. And uh, and it's always nice getting feedback, and I got some really very nice feedback for for this issue's cover. So that's always that's always good. It's a really really nice cover, and and um. Yeah, I I just I love having your covers on 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 reset. Like it it really adds something to the 
to the magazine, I think. Thanks. Well, Thank you. I, and, 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 like, I just love seeing that you're, you're making more art. That's always fantastic because you're an incredible artist and I, I really yep. want to see you do more of that. So any excuse for that is always a fantastic thing in my mind. That's and why I'm still here. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You're clinging on. Um, but, like, you know, like, and because of that, that Twitter bot I run, which is all about um, uh, old video game magazines, and, like, the art of a fucking good... Uh, uh, magazine cover art like original art for it is lost these days and I think I really want to see it come back so I love having it on on our mag well, it makes it stand out and 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 I do compare with other sort of mags and things like that and there is a difference to having a an original piece uh, that's been done as opposed to a rehashed thing um, yeah and it's no offense, I know, like people don't have time to do art, or they don't, they don't have access to an artist. And no, I'm do what, full offense. Do what they can. Full offense to those people. <laughs> and the, thing I, the thing I like about your covers too, Ant, is um, you try something new each time. Like there's a different technique, or there's a different style, or that they're, they're all so different. Yeah, it, thank you. I'm glad you noticed that because I really do try. It's, it's and I, a reset for me. The art and reset is this, it's a learning experience for me. Honestly, I look. I I wish I did a lot more art. I don't do very much, and I and um, I should be doing a lot more. So this really is an opportunity to do stuff like this and and to stretch myself, which is which is great. Um, it's really my main. Con- I feel it's my main contribution. I mean, I like writing the reviews and stuff, but for me, reset is really about that cover. Um, for, from my contribution aspect, uh, yeah, cool. Well, over to you, Cam. Okay. What do you um, think of my cover? Man, I think your cover is amazing. <laughs> like seriously, like it's got these. Like, how do you do explosions? Like that's I can't wrap my head around that. The secret, the, the secret is hundreds of reference photos. Oh. And, and and popcorn chicken. And popcorn. have you ever seen that? Um, there's someone who's had like used like showed how to use popcorn chicken yes. as reference for explosions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I actually have watched that video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it reference. It's all about reference shots. And and the good thing about uh, that that cover which is obviously aviator arcade 2 is i had the reference stuff of the actual game so for the for the chopper ah yes 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 um i'm looking forward to your next cover thank you thank you yes but we we can get into that um the other (laughs) thing i want to talk about is like the fact there were so many new games to talk about and like one one of my big objectives with with reset and you know everything else we kind of do is say hey this is the best gaming platform and there should be more games for it. So let's talk about the new games and there's tons of new games and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the, what our favorites in a tick, but I just really like being able to flip through and it, it's kind of a spoiled thing. I was just flicking through zap number 43 the other night and like there was 90% of it. I was just like reviews of games I wasn't interested in. And like, we almost got to that point with reset 12. It's like, Oh, this is cool. Like, there's some stuff I'm just I just don't care about at all, but it's cool that it's there. Does that make mm. sense? You know, like, oh, I'm not going to play everything, but oh, that's kind of cool that it exists and someone made it. Yeah, uh, I feel the same a lot. Like, um, I you know made a lot of changes to my channel this year because I just I really couldn't keep up with new releases. Um, and I found like just I couldn't do every new release that came out, and you know, um between wanting to cover the stuff I wanted to cover. So, you know, I sort of pulled back and it's just surprising to see where things have gone. Like, 
there's just been some amazing stuff in there um that's been that's been there and some really cool stuff that we're still looking forward to and some stuff that i'm sure we'll get to cover in issue 13 as well yeah so, well there are 24 game reviews and like there's there's some really really good games that that have been released that that could have been reviewed in the issue that weren't so hopefully we'll try and catch up on those ones yep. yeah yeah um, i've got a lot of work ahead of me now yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we gotta play a lot of super mario brothers 64 or something like that. <laughs> yeah you me cam yes Awesome. Don't worry, there's no Yoshis there. Oh, I love Yoshi. <laughs> um, Kev, what about your take on this issue? What's your highlights? Um, I've got written here, cover. I'm just going to cross it off. Um, oh, uh, look, one thing that I really enjoy about each issue of Reset like behind the scenes for me is, is just interacting and talking to everyone and, and, and um, chatting about the Commodore and, and chatting about what they might like to do for the issue. So it um, it's always good to get new people in. So we had a few um, first timers in this issue of Reset, which is always a good thing. So um, that includes Ms. Mad Lemon, um, Sheila Dixon, who did a review for us, and um, Louis Dimovsky. Who is a fellow Australian, and also um, Cameron Jackson, who is also a fellow Australian, um, who came in and did some reviews. So that was a really good thing. And I also, um, I was, I was really happy to finally, after a year of waiting, read Paul's follow-up to his shoot 'em up dis- discussion kit feature. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I missed that. Yes, yes. My apologies, Paul. I was going to talk about that too. It was really good. I really enjoyed reading it. It was. Yeah, like the first part, it had a lot of good things for, for, for game designery people to read as well, um, which reminds me I should mention that again because it was both parts were a good read. Um, both parts were a good read for sure. So I to finally be able to read that after, after a year of waiting yeah. was, uh, yeah. was pretty special. It's never ideal to have a two-part... <laughs> have a two-part... Those guys, um, it made it really difficult because like, I felt really bad yeah. because... They were all sitting in that room all year waiting for us to finish that. <laughs> oh, oh, Paul, he, he had to shout so many beers, so many pins. Nah, <laughs> like, so like, while no. they were just sitting there waiting. And how many curries did they eat? It was um, unreal. So They need some sort of curry clicker to work out how many curries they ate. <laughs> Why, Ed? That's a great idea. And in fact, people should go to curryclicker.com and get the grand new game, Curry Clicker, about curries. Fantastic. And now back to the regular show. <laughs> um, I, Kev, I just want to quickly say I'm glad you mentioned uh, the, those new people. It was really great having um, uh, Sheila do that uh, review. Um, I think she's officially our first woman reviewer. Correct. Yeah, that was excellent. And hopefully, I'm, I'm really hoping she'll come back and do a few more because she's she loves games and she loves Commodore 64 and they work well together with yeah. the reset. <laughs> yeah, and she she wrote a good um a good review. I thought it was it great. was a very good review. Yeah. yeah, cool, awesome. You've also got Karen's solution in your. Oh, I, I wanted to mention that because um, Karen is probably one of the best games to ever come out on the Commodore 64 in any time or any era. It's just Whoa. so good. Please play it if you like adventure games. It's short, but um, it's just so beautifully done. It is an unreal game. And um, I don't finish a lot of games, and I probably only finish Karen because 
it wasn't overly long, so it was able to hold my attention. And I don't have a lot of time these days to to invest a lot of time into individual games. So um, it's it's really really good, and I just hope the um, the prior art boys and girls, if if they're you know, I hope they um, do the follow up that they are planning to do, and it does eventually make it out because it is fantastic. Yes, absolutely That's a beautiful big game. Graph. Love it. It's pretty good, Cam. Huh. Give it a go. Maybe I shall. Yeah, it's well done. I've been meaning to as well. Like, I've got my limited physical copy that was attached to one of the Kickstarters, and I really haven't really haven't sat down for it either. Yeah. Um, it's really it's, like it's it. really atmospheric, and I'm really, really bad at, um, at usually at adventure games. Like, I love them, but I'm really, really bad at them. But this one just... Like it was very logical and um, had good locations and good jokes and it was really, really professionally done. Yeah, just, just yeah. I was kind of blown away by it, the quality. Quite amazing. Yeah, I really like what I've seen so far of it. I really should use that as an excuse to go back and play it properly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a bit of a backlog. I, I'm, I'm getting a pile of shame for new 60, C64 games, which is <laughs> what, what a great problem to have. Yeah, I'm running out yes. of who we're right? talking about, right? Like in 2019, it's it, the 64 is the leading game platform for for new software developments. Um, I can't think any console comes close. Maybe, maybe the Mega Drive. That's getting a bit of a vibrant scene of late. Um, yeah, the SNES scene's doing pretty all right, but it's not not in comparison to Mega yeah, Drive. Yeah, no, for They're sure, just real... for sure. Yeah, no, I, it's just amazing, really. Like I, I th- um, uh. The um, Abbey de Mort, uh, Abbey yeah. Death Game. Uh, like, I only just fired that up the other day. I've had it sitting here for ages, and I've got a few more games that have arrived recently. And I'm like, when well, am I going to get time to play all these awesome games? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. I really want to go back and try and finish Abbey uh, de Mort because it's, it's not that long. So it's, yeah, no, I really had fun with it. And I was like, I was lucky that I got, I got to do a sneak peek. It's like, because I pre-order it and it's like, yeah, do you want a copy anyway? It's like, oh, okay, I can do that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, given we're talking about games, uh, do you want to talk about uh, like the, the your favourite game from the issue 12 that we made? Sounds sure. great. Sure. <laughs> Let's do so, it. So, uh, unsurprisingly, um, you know, I'm a big shooter fan. You know, that's probably like my favourite overall genre. So, um, unsurprisingly, it is the cover game, Aviator Arcade 2, which, like, the original the original game, which was on one of the RGCD contests, was pretty solid. It was, like, this nice kernel of something. And the sequel was in development for quite a long time. And it just really just turned up to 11. Um, yeah. As a shooter, it's one of the best designed... I still... I will say this. It's one of the best designed mechanically... In terms of mechanic shooters on the machine, it's it's fast, it's fluid, it's got a lot of great weapon systems. Um, it mixes up gameplay quite a bit. Um, I actually little controversy on my channel when I mentioned that um, in the the roundup for the reset game of the year video I did that I commented that it was one of the best. You know, it's a it was a shooter for the sixty four that really showed the design of the gameplay was really far, you know, much closer to stuff you get on consoles because a lot of shooters on the sixty four these days pretty simplistic in comparison so it was just that much of a benchmark yeah um i still think it's a oh sorry it was just a really fun shooter like it's it's i loved it really solid shooter 
it had that whole uh, riding uh, super swive kind of feel. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what about you? Yeah, it did so many things right. Yeah. What about you, Kev? What was your pick? Um, it's hard to pick one from the issue. Like, there's a lot of really good games in the issue. One that I really enjoyed playing was Frantic Freddy 2 because it's got a really good kick-ass soundtrack and it's just a, a really basic platform game. Um, pick up and play. Doesn't really um, offer anything new from the original game which came out, was it 1984 or 1983 or something like that? But yeah, um, it's it's was just fun to, to pick it up and play and, and I really enjoyed playing it. So yeah, that that's probably... No, it's probably it wouldn't be the best game from the issue, but it's one of the ones I enjoyed playing the most. I really love that sort of simplistic kind of pick up and play, um, old style Colonel sixty four platform game. That was really good. Another one I just want to really want to mention very quickly is Hibernated. So um, it's a text adventure, really sort of. Um, it's been super successful, hasn't it? Like it's been really well promoted by um, Stefan and um, it's just really like sci-fi is my thing. Um, so it, it, you know, the, the, the plot of the game was, was something that appealed to me, but um, really well written and logical. And it's not a game you'll get frustratingly stuck on, you know, it's not like Basto Manor and you're stuck out the gate for, for um, 14 years and you don't know what to do next, but <laughs> It, it's just a really nicely done game that's intelligently written and um, and fun to play. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, like Stefan's just done an amazing job promoting that. And it's on like, I think it's on every platform ever made in the history of mankind <laughs> now. It's converted to almost everything. And it's, and, and yeah, I, yeah I, I totally agree. The thing that, that sets, like, that sets um, Hibernated apart from a game um, from other adventure games on the Commodore, like, um, is probably the parser. Like, you can, you, that there's more than one way to, to do a command. So, you know, the, the parser isn't looking for one particular word or a particular phrase. You, th- there's several options that you've got. So, you're not, you might, I've been on text adventures where I've sort of known how to solve the puzzle, but I haven't been wording it quite correctly. And that in itself is another puzzle, which probably shouldn't exist. So, um, it sort of solves some of those problems as well. Absolutely, yeah. So um, that yeah, he's he's done so good. And Hibernated Two is is will be coming out, and that'll be a uh, Hibernated. Obviously, was was a Pond release. Hibernated Two will be a a, a Puddle software release. Woo! Plug plug. Woo! Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah, it looks it's looking fantastic. Conflict of interest. No. <laughs> it's a, it's a conflict of interest that's okay. It's okay. Oh, we're, we are all into self promotion here at Reset. Let's curry click it <laughs> Absolutely. YouTube.com slash Hellfire sixty four. Cough. So subtle. So subtle. Um yeah, uh I I think for me, uh Space uh Moguls was um Moguls, Moguls, Mogul. Uh, was uh, was that's the game I reviewed, and for me it was just amazing playing an, an excellent strategy game 
on the C, a new excellent strategy game on the C64. I'm a big fan of strategy games mm-hmm. and um, just being able to play one that is just so uh, polished and refined and but also mainly has really great and deep gameplay with a whole bunch of extra features in it and it's, it's nuanced as well. I, I was just blown away by how, how professional it was. Just just really, really, really good. And, and it's lot, awesome. I went back and played it. It's always a good sign when you when you play these games after you've reviewed them. You've gone you go back and play them again just because they're so good, not because you have to review them. And uh, and, and that was and that was really uh, quite an experience. Uh, I, I found that uh, that I want to. I'll go back and play it again because it's really good. I end up because I bought it as well because it was just it was it was so good. So yeah, and just just the polish to it was amazing as well. Just often with strategy games, they can be quite simplistic. Uh, there was one I think we reviewed quite some time ago, uh, like a space one, and its presentation was very basic. But 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 um, Space Bungles was just oozing like uh, polish. It was just great, yeah, so so good. Also it had giant bees in it, which is giant space bees. It's very important. <laughs> Amazing, yes. and uh, yeah, and also a quick plug in for hypernated deserve that that reset ripper. Uh, uh, Cam, what about you? Uh, so one of the one of the games I did was Eight Bit Slicks, and I'm a huge fan of like racing games where you're looking down from above, which you know started off with Sprint, and then like you know later on Super Sprint those kind of games and 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 super skid marks that was a really good one on the mega drive and so i really like games like that because they're really cute and simple and um 8-bit slicks are, is a really good version of that for the commodore 64 and it's got this cool online thing where you can play against people playing it on the atari a uh, 400 800 um and and other 8-bit machines which is really technically very cool and also yeah. weird. Why would anyone do that? <laughs> Why do people do things? I don't understand. But it's because they because they can because they can. Yeah. <laughs> Should they? Don't know. But they can, and I respect that. Um, as a big fan of wasting time on a lot of things that people don't, you know, need. Um, yeah, it's really good. Like the traction's really nice. Like like tearing around a corner is really good. Um, the tracks are nice and varied. Um, I, I think I said in the review, I wish there was some kind of like um, campaign mode uh, or a tournament kind of thing. But yeah, really nice and fun and a, and a very welcome surprise because I really like that kind of genre. So that's me. I, I didn't play it, but uh, Dave, you may want to play it. <laughs> I think I think you and I should have a bash next time. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, let's get online and play it. Let's all do it. Just get yeah. online. And... Get the oh the <laughs> fancy adapter. Get, yeah, I get the uh, the modem happening. The Commodore modem. Oh god, <laughs> I I I haven't given it a proper bash, but I really wanted to like it, and I kind of did. Oh, interesting. What happened with it for you? The thing for me is like it's really about the responsiveness, and it just didn't feel smooth. Like maybe I've played too much like Indie Heat or Slicks or yeah. countless other overhead races that were really smooth and tight to control. It just didn't feel crisp. It's like that thing why you know why Daytona is so good in the arcade was yeah. because it was so fluid, and I I kind of needed that. But I really wanted to like it because I really appreciate all that technical stuff of 
being cross-platform on like three 8-bit machines and maybe more the whole online multiplayer thing is like astonishing that they've that someone's actually done it for for a game on that many platforms things like that mm. but yeah i was just a bit bummed out i didn't enjoy it at all oh it's a shame okay oh. well it's all right better luck next time everyone <laughs> and wait till they wait till they convert Daytona for the Commodore suit, and then we can try that then. One frame per year. Just do it top I'm, down. I'm, yeah, Cam would Cam will still beat me. Oh, I, now see, I wasn't I wasn't going to bring that up. I was just going, nah, I'll just leave every that time, alone. man. Every time, <sighs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Love it. Oh well, speaking of Daytona, what an awesome segue. Because uh, we, we don't just play C64 games. Away. Boom. Oh. <laughs> um, we also play, level of also play sometimes modern games. Sometimes. <gasps> How dare you? How dare we? Uh, uh, so let's talk about some of that. Uh, yeah. actually, uh, actually, Cam, I'm going to change the order. <gasps> what have you been doing? Okay. Huh, uh, huh, let's huh. see. I've been playing uh, um, a Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. Is that even a real name of a that game? That is literally the real name. <laughs> I saw okay. that and I thought, you've made that up. That doesn't No, exist. no, no. Well, actually, sorry, sorry. It started off in the arcade as Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, but then uh, about 10 years ago, they redid it for the Xbox 360 and the PS3, and they they redid the graphics and they did some balance, gameplay balancing and then they called it Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix because the longer the title, the better the game. Everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> and it is so, so good. It is... Um, I've, I've, I've been a fan of it a long time, but I've recently um, uh, got the Super Nintendo Mini and hacked it to pieces so you can put you know whatever the heck you like on it. So I put the arcade version of that on it and it has become a bit of an office favourite. Um, and people trying to beat each other on it and then losing to me. And it's, it's, it's a really, really fun one versus, oh, sorry, 1v1 puzzle game where you try to match colours, put colours together into blocks, bring bombs down to blow up the blocks and send junk over to your uh, opponent's playfield and they turn the same to you. And there's a really, really nice back and forth, back and forth, uh, when you have two really equally... Uh, skilled players it's actually really really cool fun and i highly recommend it it is on game boy advance it is on xbox 360 ps3 arcade uh there was an ios version that came out about a year maybe two years ago it is garbage do not touch it um just get basically just buy a super nintendo mini and hack it and put it on and it's great that sounds good oh man yeah yeah actually oh if you haven't tried it and i'll have to introduce you next time yeah uh, the only time I played Street Fighter, I think, was with you, and you beat me. No, it's not like Street Fighter. It just has Street Fighter characters. It's yeah, a, it's, it's, think, it's, think it's, more it's, like Pio Pio. Yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah. puzzle. You'll still beat me though. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, funny. What about you, Kev? What have you been playing? Oh, I haven't been playing anything for a year. I don't think. And no, nothing. No. Um, I don't. Oh, look, I haven't had a lot of time to really get my um to get really stuck into any particular game so usually when I fire something up it's um, just a really quick blast at something so my kids also commandeer my, my gaming computer probably 95% of the time now yeah so so one of my sons has, has really sort of been broadening his horizons with games and he's been playing a fair bit of um, you know 
No Man's Sky and Slime oh, Rancho, cool. still playing Minecraft and all that sort of stuff. So I enjoy watching him sort of travel between planets in No Man's Sky and do what he does. But yeah, look, probably just mainly retro gaming. I've, I've set up Dreamcast um, on Go and sort of played a fair bit of Daytona and Soul Calibur and stuff. But yeah. How good not, is Soul Calibur though? Oh, it is Come still on. so good. It's it is so game. good. It's amazing. I've it's... never played... Oh, I guess I haven't really played the first one. I played a bunch of the second, which I bought on the GameCube. Oh, yeah. Um, but I never played the first one on the Dreamcast, which I got a Dreamcast recently and has, you know, nice GD, GDMU installed. I really should give it a proper bash. Do it. Who's your main in Soul Calibur, Kev? Oh, um, oh, look, off the top of my head, I can't even think of the characters' names. Help me. <laughs> Voldo. Come on, man. Everyone goes Voldo. No, no it's not Voldo. Voldo. No. Yeah. No, I'm the type of guy who, who, like, I'll always just choose Roe, like, in Street Fighter 2 every single time. So yeah, because he's impressed. my boy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you too. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just choose. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Daytona, yeah, we were talking about Daytona before. Dreamcast conversion. Just love it to pieces. Like, yeah. it's just such a beautiful conversion. And it's a bit different to all the, like, the arcade version. And it's a bit different to, um, you know, the, it's, it's, it's got its own charm. And the one thing I like about it as well, like, um, unlike the Xbox 360 version, which I also have, like, I can play split screen on it. So, that's, I mean, the best part of Daytona is playing multiplayer and, and um, we haven't got the Xbox Live hooked up. So, um, yeah, we just jump on and have a race. It's great. Love it. Yeah, yeah. It is a fantastic game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Where are you, Rob? No, I think I might just move over to the other side of the room and start playing. It's great. Yeah, just, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've, I've got a weird, weird uh, spread. Like, I've spent a lot of 2019 really hooked by the Mega Drive because I... Um, I got Analog's Mega SG and just been exploring the library. So I've been playing a lot of great shooters. And of late, the one that's 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 hooked me is um uh, an import one called Dangerous Seed, which is by Namco. It's um sort of kind of organic enemy ish. It's got this cool thing where your where your craft you have like one part of it, and as you move through the game, you get like the add on like the second part of the craft. So calling back to Voltron as we talked about earlier, you get this three part craft that you can shift its formation. And there's a, it's 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 kind of weird, but it's it's kind of not it's it's not up there with like the best of the Mega Drive shooter library. But it's one that I've just really enjoyed, and I found it like one of those ones where I can just zone out to and get really far into mm-hmm. it. Um, I almost finished it the last time I played it. Got up to the boss rush at the end. It's just it's really early. It's really simple. It looks good. It plays all right, and it's, yeah, it's been really fun. The other one, which kind of harks back to our talk of Daytona, um. So I go to a monthly retro gaming meetup here and um, we did a, a thing where with the, the Switch version of Virtua Racing, um, which has eight player split screen all off the one Switch. And it's it's the most beautiful thing to have a bunch of nerds in front of a projector, <laughs> Joy-Con in hand, racing. It's racing like it's it's a technical thing. It gets the base version of the game, if you play it single player, is really tight. It's a little janky when you're up to eight players, but oh my gosh, like that's the kind of thing that is so epic to sit down and play through. 
you're just doing a race together, trying to see who can get over the line first. It's been done really well. And just having that, I don't think I've played a game eight players like that for a very long time. So if you have a Switch, it's definitely, definitely worth checking out. And my actual modern pick is um, I've been trying to work my way through Ace Combat 7 because I'm a, I'm a flight sim junkie. So that's a nice, nice pick there. Um, I'm still stuck pretty early on and I haven't tried the VR yet. I want to finish the campaign and then do the VR because... You know, for a game like that, you really want it to be in VR and it doesn't do it for the campaign. But, you know, taking off, taking down bogeys, it's it's definitely a thing I love. So Air Combat, you know, scratches an itch for me and Ace Combat 7's really been good fun playing it. Um, yeah. Definitely worth I've it. I've not played a single Ace Combat game. Oh, dear God. Which oh, are a bit God. sad because I love Flight Sims. Yeah, and I think you'd yeah, really it's... enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, like it's that it's that mix between... So if you look at it like one end, you've got your Falcon 4s or whatever, and the other end is like your Afterburners. It sits in the middle. It's arcadey. Like the flight physics are arcadey, but you could stall. You could do that. you got outrageous numbers of missiles on board. Um, and the, the storyline is over-the-top dramatic. Um, definitely recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I really um, enjoyed your um, your Let's Play of it. Of the, yeah, of the, the one on yeah, PSP. PSP yeah, one, yeah. Um, I thought that was good. Yeah, um, I will. I will flick you some stuff offline. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's our Hellfire sixty four yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. Like even then, like on the PSP, the the version that's on the three DS um, is also really recommended. Um, it's a it's a it's a good solid series. Outside of the second one they released on the Xbox three hundred and sixty, which was also on the PS three, that's trash. Um, everything else, great, great series. Rob, the um, the last flight sim I ever played I'm pretty sure was Spitfire 40 on the Commodore 64 <laughs> so, I find it I'm still finding it really hard to imagine that a flight simulator can actually look good and move more than two frames a second so when did that happen <laughs> is that a new thing or well, it started happening on the Amiga like the Amiga you got you know the micro stuff there that, that ran pretty good um, I've been wanting to do a video on F-15 Strike Eagle 2 on that that and Mega Drive which will probably come at some stage um and a few other things. That's really where 16-bit is where 3D started getting good enough for flight sims. And then, you know, PCs just turned it up to 11 as they got more powerful. True, yeah. Cool. Um, I have been... It's interesting, Kev, you talk about watching the kids play. I've actually been playing Hollow Knight a lot. Uh, and my daughter has been playing it, her youngest daughter. And uh, so we kind of, because you can't play simultaneously or anything like that, but she's far uh, more ahead of it in it than I am. So she actually sits there and she helps me as I play. So she'll <laughs> patiently watch me play and then give me tips when I get stuck. And sometimes she's even tried to get me through some parts when I get really stuck. And that's been actually kind of cool. I've been really enjoying that. And it's a bit of like daddy-daughter time, which has been pretty neat. Nice. I've... I only played a little bit of it so far, but I've been really impressed. I mean, it's worth, you know, throwing out the little flag as it's Australian produced. Um, it's a really good, really good game that I really want to put more time into because I I love that kind of exploratory platformer kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's um, amazing. And it's so big, as in like, it's big and there's so much in it. Uh, it can get very frustrating. Uh, they do not hold back on the difficulty and there's no difficulty slider. <laughs> So it, it can get a little bit, 
uh, like hair tearing out Dark Souls kind of frustration. But tell you what, I love it. It's such such a good game, and the storyline is really. I love the storyline. It's really cool you know, how they've done it. So yeah, so that's been that's been big on my playlist at the moment. I actually recently I've been going through my Steam pile of shame as well, and I recently had a bit of a I had a little bit of time off, and I had a bit of a binge session on all the Fear games, which are Ooh. the first person shooters. Yeah, I liked them. Back yeah, then. yeah. So. Um, quite interesting uh i'd finished the first one but anyway i played it from the first one plus then there's two expansions after that and then there's uh fear two and fear three and it was really interesting seeing the progression of the game from the quite primitive early fear uh to uh, two and three and it was funny because it kind of suffered from the doom syndrome the my so my favorites are still the first the first fear the gameplay was really really excellent um, and Fear 2 and Fear 3 was super polished, like Fear 2 in particular. Fear 2 is super polished to the point it almost looked like, uh, you know, in New Doom, um, it was almost like plasticky looking, like it was super realistic, but everything had a weird plasticky veneer to it. And, and Fear 2 had that, but the worst thing is they dumbed everything down. The AI was dumb. You couldn't, you couldn't peek around corners anymore, which was like a key mechanic from Fear 1. And, and, and the horror element was a bit hackneyed by then as well. And Fear 3 was effectively, it's actually a two-player game. You can play it single player, but you meant to, it really shines in a co-op kind of a thing. Um, it was fine. It was fine. But I really enjoyed those early fears again. I thought that was, it really harkened back to a, to a simpler time, which is good. Mm. And lastly, I've just been recently, once I got through those fears, I've been playing Shadows of Mordor, um, which is amazingly good. It is so good. It's very good. It's a bit. Mm. See, I remember. I never. Well, I never really tried the fears out back in the day, and um, so I've never really seen how those have played. But I wouldn't mind almost seeing if the fir- how painful the first one is to get running on a modern, modern setup. Um, and I, yeah, like I said, I loved Hollow Knight. Shadows of Mordor. I haven't really played. I mean. I don't know, I'm not a massive War of the uh, Lord, Lord of the Rings fan, so I don't know if I'm going to enjoy the the atmosphere, the vibe of it. I'm going to be honest, like uh, like it is, there's a billion megatons of lore in it, uh, which is great. But I'm really playing it mainly for the combat because it does have that that um, you know the the uh, Batman um, multi uh, opponent combat Combos. system, uh, which you know, oh, which yeah. you also see in like Mad Max, which is one of my favorite games. Uh, but shows are more like it has like a million side quests, and you could, uh, and it's got this really neat system where when you kill the orc chieftains, um, they come back uh, with like you know wounds and stuff, and they get different skills and abilities depending on all these different things, and they seek revenge on you. Uh, it's it's really it's really really cool. It's a it's a good open world kind of hack and slash kind of a thing. So that's been that's been me really. Um, I. I think it kind of covers it for that part. Do you want to move on and just uh, talk about the next issue? Uh, Kev, perhaps you want to sort of open up with that? Got some exciting stuff happening. It's out next oh, week. We have, yes, um, finishing it tonight after <laughs> we finish this. No, trains. Come on, who likes trains? Ant, come on, they're your thing. Trains. I love everything about trains. I'm, I, I'm a big train nerd. I'm surprised you don't have, like... 
Two. Model trains. Oh, Cam. <laughs> oh, Cam. I, I always wanted an N-scale model train. N-scale is, is quite small. The, the scale right. is quite small. Um, uh, HO, I think, is your standard scale when you see trains. Uh, my dad had a model train set, and it was the larger scale, which I can't remember. Um, I always wanted like an, uh, I wanted Full a huge, scale. you know, a huge diorama. Yeah. Well, my dad actually he does like live steam now, which is those old men that sit on like scaled oh. down steam trains and like tow the kids around. My oh, dad does. Yeah. That. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I've always wanted a big, massive room with a huge, you know, the diorama scenery set up with trains going through. That's it's been my dream. So I'm just waiting for the kids to move out so I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just just don't get your um Gomez Adams. Right? <laughs> That's a favorite part. Of the uh, yeah. Though, though, I, I've got a story. Oh, um, so, so when I did um my university degree in computer science, I had a subject that was um, real time systems programming, and the the assessment was actually writing software to drive a model train setup, and um we had a bug where there was a point in the track where you've got a you know you've your turn point, so you're supposed to wait let one train through, have the point shift and let the other train go. Um, and there was a bug which caused a derailment of the model train. Yes. I presume they were like... Bug <laughs> <laughs> or a feature? No, it was a bug. It was a bug. As much as I wanted, you know, to have Gomez Adams style train explosions, no, it was an absolute bug. We were dinged down for it pretty That's much. That's cool. That's awesome. I, my dream would be controlling a train with a Commodore 64 using like a relay cartridge. Oh, <laughs> nice! I've actually got I've got one of those Osborne books. Has that how to how to build a, <laughs> a, a, a something to control model trains through that? One day, one day I'll live that dream. Uh, once you finish, that's problems. right. That's right. So, uh, Kev, so trains is the theme. Anything that else you can elaborate on, or that's mainly it, just trains. Do we know more? Yeah, we know a little bit more. So we're having um, a lot of the. Uh, the uh, extended family return, and uh, like I said, Dow's going to be back uh, formatting the issue, and um, we've had a lot of submissions already for um, rewind and blast in the past, and uh, people are choosing some um, pretty interesting choices for that. So yeah, a lot of variation would be good. A lot of good stuff in the issue. That sounds awesome. Nice. Um. Yeah. Nice. Um. I think I. We, I don't know if we still got room to do the to do the uh, roundup of the RGCD compo, which um, that's definitely something I think you know something worth worth fitting in. I mean, that's haven't even started looking at organising that yet. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm just glad that we've got some momentum, some really good momentum now. That's fantastic. I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward. To yeah, it. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we're we're really like we're get, we're working pretty hard um, to to hopefully get this one out by. Um, by the end of the year and you know reset the reset way is for it to slip back a year or two but but i reckon i think we'll get there i reckon we'll be right i like that we're, casual we're well it's way. Like a year or two just, <laughs> just a casual one-fifth of a decade yeah. you know <laughs> we're well, well on the way to getting it, it makes it easier yeah. it won't be for, out. for issues to come out and that's getting like you know the positive feedback we've been getting like people have been reading it posting about it making videos about it um, you know, talking about it online, like that's a super helpful thing, and and thank you everyone who's who's read it and enjoyed it and passed on their comments. Um, we we really appreciate it. 
Yeah, do we have any stats, Kev, or anything like that on on readership Uh, or downloads or the uh, ABC stats? Um, I think it's about a million downloads or something currently. I'm not really sure. No, um, (laughs) no, I got no idea. No idea. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I wouldn't even know. Honestly, I don't know. But but like what Cam just said, the things that you do notice are just just the the. I enjoyed reading this or I liked reading this article or um, thanks fellas did a good job. I appreciate what you've done. That's pretty much the, um, the, the, that's the most important feedback you get. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't care less about the amount of downloads or whatever. I, I can check, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's a really healthy attitude. That's why we love you as editor, Kev. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, I just mate. checked. Um, oh, yeah? 15. Yep. 15 download. Yep. That's about right, I think. Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, and you checked that on the itch page? Um, we've got an itch page. <laughs> no, nah, look, look, yeah. I think, look, I think we're, we're probably about a thousand downloads or something for the issue. Yeah. I'd say. Oh, that was a joke before with 15. Yeah, that was a joke. Remember yeah. how? I think remember how? Like, remember that, how? Before that we started be... recording, Kev, and you said, "Or well, I'm going to say something stupid. Let me know." So I so, so I stopped. <laughs> you meant to say, "You know, Kev." <laughs> no, but I think well, one thing. You, you go. Yeah. Oh, look. Just um, you know, we just do reset for fun, and and we like chatting about the Commodore 64 and really like um, just chatting about different things in our Slack channel and interacting with each other and, and, and other people on social media. So um, that's that's the real reason we do it, I think. Yeah, well said, well said. I think that's really good. Awesome. Well, guys, that kind of wraps up this this episode. We're, we're about at time. Um, so we're at the everyone's favorite section where they can yet again plug more of their stuff. Um, so thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the, the, this issue, but we'll just roll into our little promos here. So yes, as I mentioned, uh, reset does have its own, um, itch IO page. If you go to it, which is reset, uh, it's just... reset 64. Yeah. Just reset 64 dash magazine. Thanks Rob on the ball as always. So please go there and check that out and, and, and uh, download and enjoy the issue and all the other issues as well. And give us some feedback. We always love feedback, as, as Cam said. Uh, and yourself, Rob? Plug away, my friend. Oh, easy. Plug away. Well, that really, the hub is, is of course, the channel. And um, so that's youtube.com slash hellfire64. Two videos a month, the second and fourth Saturdays, um, featuring nice explorations of interesting games on classic hardware with a chilled atmosphere and, you know, no YouTube gurning and no loud shouting, just nice chilled examinations of stuff captured from real hardware as always. I have to say, Rob, uh, that A, that was a very well-rehearsed plug, and and, <laughs> and B, like, I have very much enjoyed your scan lines. I, I do like your, your the direction you've taken with that. Um, I'm glad it's been working out really well. It seems to be working out very well for you. Uh, but personally, I, I quite enjoy these deep dives into these uh, games. Yeah, I... Just I wish uh, wish I could actually afford to take more time in deep diving because there's some stuff that still I want to cover. I just don't have the time to do it properly, which 
means that there's still a variety of stuff that's just off the list. So I've got some interesting plans for for definitely the end of the year if a couple of pickups go my way. Yeah, Um, if only we all had more time. Yeah. Are you self, Kev? Just want to plug the mag again? Yeah, I've got nothing. (laughs) Just reset. Oh, (laughs) that's more than nothing. I think it's good. That's us. Enjoy it. You've got us, man. Yep. We're Mm -hmm. also on Twitter. Reset's on Twitter. Twitter Twitter.com, reset64. Drop us a line there. And uh, Cam, uh, yeah, please. I'm on Twitter uh, at Gazunta, G-A-Z-U-N-T-A. Uh, and uh, I make a comic called Rose. Um, it's about... Uh, thank you. It's awesome. It's about food and friendship. And you can read it for free at rosecomic.com. And I just also want to plug the Super Nintendo Mini, just because it exists, and it's great. And you can play Commodore 64 games on it. With a proper goddamn joypad instead oh. of that monstrosity that comes with the mini. Anyhow, Ant, what are you plugging? Oh, I'll just plug me. I'm at Twitter at Ant Stiller. I, I, I'm on there a bit less these days, but I do still float around and I lurk. So, so if you want to drop me a line, please, please do. I also uh, am part of, uh, I guess, a relatively new software place called PuddleSoft. Uh, which uh, we are some, uh, if, you, if you know, uh, Pond software. Uh, unfortunately, Pond's kind of on a bit of a holding pattern at the moment, and some of us have just kind of, have formed Puddle as a bit of a uh, homage to Pond, while Pond's in a bit of a, a bit of a, a hiatus at the moment. And so we are still producing games. Uh, Pumpkins has taken a, 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 a delay, but I am back working on it and also Chef Quest. Plus, that's a special version of uh, of, uh, I'll start again. A special version of ShepQuest, where the music has been done by some music students here uh, in uh, down in Sydney, and then there'll be then there'll be a full a a fuller sequel uh, after that. But Pumpkins will also be rolling out. I, I I will not make the Halloween deadline I set for myself, but that's okay. It it will be rolling out. In the in in some time within this year, or not this year, but in a in a year span, um, <laughs> just 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 life, you know, life gets in the road, and as Rob said, it's hard to make time for for these things that we love to. And I think that is it, everyone. Uh, thank you, Rob, Kevin, Cam, for your attendance. It's been a pleasure Absolutely. as always. Thank you. It's always been great. Yes, thanks, Rob, for the technical assistance on the back end. Here we're using new recording <laughs> software. Uh, so that's that's good. So hopefully, hopefully that all works out. And thanks to you, gentle, re- uh, gentle reader. <laughs> gentle reader. Thanks, gentle reader. <laughs> well, I stuffed that. <laughs> gentle listener. Well, you could be reading at the same time. Hope you have a wonderful evening or morning. Farewell. Just, just a burst of static. <laughs> <laughs>